Art Obler's play. expected to bring you the story of another world, a play full of roaring rocket ships speeding through space, bringing the people of ours to new adventures on other planets. And then I began to think, why go out into interstellar space for a story of another world, when here on this earth, within ourselves, there are other worlds, the other beings we might have been. Here then is the story of another world within our own. Penitentiary sits a woman weeping. It is a cold, dismal, dreary night. Outside, a chilling rain beats endlessly against the small barred window. Inside, alone, a young girl kneels beside her prison cot, talking softly in the dark. I couldn't help it, Mother. I couldn't help it. It wasn't my fault. Oh, please believe me, Mother. There's no one else I can turn to now. You'll understand, won't you? If you'd only been alive, you could have helped me. And now, somehow, I think you're close. And I want to explain to you. Tell you everything that happened. Remember the boy next door, Bob. He was only ten when you died. Poor Bob, he was so happy that night. Father had just announced our engagement. We'd had a big crowd at the house. Everybody was so happy and gay. And afterwards, when everyone had gone, Father went inside the house. Bob and I were alone in the garden. Oh, it was so warm and warm. Happy? Uh-huh. So am I. It's going to be wonderful, Joan. Just that two. Just that two. I can hardly wait for the rest of them to go. Lane? I love you, Bob. I can stand it, honey. Why were you so scared when your dad got up to make the announcement? I don't know. I just... Oh, let's forget The blushing bride. No, no, Bob. It wasn't anything. Come on now. Tell Robert. Please, Bob. Darling, that's love. I want to know everything you think and everything you feel, even before... No, you mustn't. Don't ever ask me things, Bob. Please. You've got to promise. Joan, what's the matter? Nothing, nothing. Only... Well, it isn't good for anyone to know so much about anyone else. Oh, go on. I know all about you already. You're the loveliest, sweetest girl a man ever loved. Keep your arms around me, Bob. Like this, always. Everything's all right when you do that. Ah, gee, the whole world seems different tonight. 
I mean, there's a kind of singing in the air. You know what sounds funny? Bob. Yes, Joe? Bob, do you ever... I mean... Well, does it ever happen... What are you trying to ask me, honey? Oh, I don't know. Come on now, what's on your mind? Well... Do you ever hear things? Well, sure, that's what I was telling you. Listen to them singing. But I don't mean that, Bob. I don't mean from the outside. I mean, do you ever hear things from the inside? From the inside? Well, no, I... I could only explain it. It's not like a voice, and... And yet maybe it is a voice, only there isn't any sound. It's like... Like something that wants to be born, and... Oh, darling, what are you talking about? I, I don't know. I... Somehow, all evening, I've, I've had a feeling inside of me as if... As if what, sweet? As if I'm... I... Oh, it's nothing at all, I guess. I, I've just been running around too much, that's all. I'll say you have. So strangely nervous, I've noticed it in the last few days. What is it, Joan? Can't you tell me? Well, I... I'm not sure I... Oh, please, Bob, let's not talk about it anymore. Hold me close. It's getting so chilly. I'll get your coat. No, Bob, I don't... We'll take a moment, Joan. I'll be right back. Hurry, dear. Joan. What? Joan. Who... Who is it? Who's calling my name? Joan. Yes, live. 
Live. Speak words that others can hear. Do what I want with this body I live in. I've wanted to live so much. I've fought in the darkness so long. At last I've fought my way through so that you can hear me. But now I want more. Much more. I want to have all the body. You hear me all of it. You've had it so long. It's my turn now. Listen. You've got to give it up. Yes. Yes, you simple fool. Stop repeating my words. I want you to give it up. Your body, your mind to me. In the end, you'll have to anyway. I've grown stronger month after month, year after year. I've always been without words. But now you hear me. You've got to give up your body, your mind to me. It'll be easy. Just give up. Give up struggling against me. I will win. I will. I've waited so long until you were tired. That simple little mind of yours tired. And now I won't go back into the darkness. I'll thrust you out. I'll live. I'll live. What is it, honey? What's happened? Who believe you? A mind within a mind. Who believe you, I say? 
They'll put you in an asylum for life. You hear me? An asylum for life. You know what that means? Yes, yes. Weep, you little white-faced fool. They'll help you. In an asylum, that's where they'll put you. Walls around you all your life. Better to be dead, I feel. Better to be dead. And listen to me. Let me take over. Let me live. It will be so easy. Just don't fight me anymore. You will do that, won't you? No. Never. Never. You evil thing. You. I'll never let you. You will. You will. You will. But I told him. I'd never let her have me to do what she wanted, never. But she kept asking me, Mother, day after day. Oh, I couldn't stand it any longer. And in Father's eyes, I began to see the thought of, of insanity. And I was so afraid, so very afraid. And she kept asking me, hour after hour, taunting, threatening. You little fool, listen to me, I say. You must listen. Oh, what's the use of burying your head in the pillow? You know you'll never hear me no matter what you do. You'll always hear me. I'm in you. In you forever. You'll hear me forever. Why don't you leave me alone? Oh, I can't leave you alone. I can't. I want to live. I've wanted life so long. You've got to let me have it.
Yes, Mother, I was asleep on the... All the time on the train, not a word did she speak at my head. Not a single thought. And then for a week in the city, she was gone, Mother. Completely gone. And I was... Oh, so happy. With a few dollars I had left, I got a room and... Then I got a job and I said, oh, dear God, at last I'm free again. And then... Then I began to get lonesome. Lonesome for Bob. Maybe wanting him so much was what finally brought him to me. Three weeks later, he finally found me. I don't care why you did it, Joan. It doesn't matter now, just so I found you. I've been so terribly lonesome, Bob. We're going home. I can't, Bob. Why not? I can't, that's all. You, you've got to believe me. But I don't know what to believe anymore. You keep on saying that you're still loving I do. I do love you, Bob. I'll always love you. Why don't you want to go back with me? Because, because I've got reasons, I said. You wouldn't understand. But how can I? You won't give me a chance. You're not even giving yourself a chance. You don't belong in a place like this. You belong with us, with your dad and with me. We love you, Joan. We want to take care of you. It's something you've done. No, nothing like that. Well, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, we'll make it right. If you'll just come back with Don't ask me, Bob. Don't ask me anymore. I love you, Joe. Then do what I say. Please, if you really love me, go away and leave me here. Go back. Go back alone. Please, I'm begging you, Bob. Because I love you. Because I love you. You love me and I love you. I think we've had enough of this nonsense. You listen to me, Joe. I'm going downstairs and I'm going to pay your bill. And we're going to pack your things and we're going to catch the next train. We'll have no argument about it. No, Bob. Joan. No. Joan. Just come back. <laughs> yes, I've come back. Come on, let's get to work on these bags. I warned you, Joe. 
No time now, honey. The thing leaves in 40 minutes. I said I'd destroy you, Joe. You know, for the first time in my life, I enjoyed packing. That might never happen again. Kill him. What did you say? Kill him. Don't look so scared. Pass me those things on the dress. Kill him. You know, I just figured out why I never enjoyed packing before. I never tried it when I was happy. On the dresser, Joe. Pick them up. They're sharp. Hold them tight, Joe. Tight. He's not looking. Ranger, like higher, higher. Now, don't have to do it. Always try. Yes, mother. Dead. Dead. But I didn't do it. You understand? I didn't do it. It was she. She found me in my mind. She made my fingers hold the feather. She made me. Oh, mother. Mother, you do understand, don't you? She wanted to destroy me. And that's what she did. And then the child. What could I say? What could I do? Who would believe me? She... She didn't come back anymore. She was satisfied with what she did. She was waiting. Gone. Silent. 
See, Eric made a speech to the jury. He said that if I killed the man, there must have been a good reason for what I did, a reason I, I couldn't tell even to him. Oh, Mother, how could I tell him of her? That horror within me. And the jury went out. Oh, such a long time. Eric was very pleased. He said the longer they stayed out, the better. The jury's been out almost six hours now, Joan. It's a good sign. You've been very kind, Eric. Joan. You. What is it, Joan? Nothing, Eric. No need to worry, Joan. They won't convict you. Joan, what's the matter? You're so pale. The jury, how are you? The jury. Look. Look, darling, they're smiling. You'll live, Joan. You'll live. And I'll live with you. Joan, Joan, I think we did it. We'll both live, Joan. We'll live for Eric. No. No, Jim. He loves you, doesn't he? We'll take care of him. First it was Bob. Now it's Eric. Then. I don't like you. Now there is peace. 
story was especially written for radio by Arch Obler and featured Betty Gard in the dual role of Joan and Connie. Included in the cast were Hector Sondergaard, Frank Lovejoy, John Brown, Arnold Moss, and Gilbert Mack. Next week, we will bring you three short plays of children and their ways, with the cast including Mr. Ray Collins and Sidney Loomis. Arch Obler's plays are presentations of the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>